Hi, Craig. Hi, Craig. Hey, Craig. Hi, Craig. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the paddock. On today's episode, we are going to be talking all things Pierre Gasly, from his days in karting to his days off the track playing football during break. I love these driver spotlights. On the episode, we have Hannah, Ido, Leanne, and myself, Chelsea, and I'm going to pass it off to Hannah to start us off. So who is Pierre Gasly? So Pierre-Jean-Jacques Gasly is a French racing driver currently competing in Formula One for Alpine. He was born February 7th, 1996 in Rouen, France, and is the youngest of five, actually. He comes from a very large family, so that's kind of crazy. So Gasly's family has been involved in motorsports as his grandfather was in karting and his grandmother was actually a karting champion. And his father, Jean-Jacques, has also competed in various categories of racing, including karting, endurance racing, and rally car. So his father stopped rallying when he fell off a mountain after his co-driver made a mistake reading the pace notes. But Gasly started at the age of six with karting at his local track in Annieville in Boerville. Sorry if I said that wrong. He was 13 years old when he left Rouen, France for Le Mans after his commitment for competitive racing had begun. Gasly grew up alongside Antoine Hubert and competed for years to come. But now on to Ido to talk all about Pierre's karting days. Yeah, he started karting in 2006 and quickly demonstrated his talent by achieving success in various local and regional karting championships in France. In 2006 and 2007, he entered competitions like the French Minim Championship, where he showed steady progress throughout the years, his highest finish being 6th in 2007, up from 15th the year before. In 2009, he stepped up to international competition, participating in various high-profile events and championships across Europe, such as the CIK FIA World Cup, KF3, the Grand Prix Open Karting Championship, and the SKUSA Super National TAG Junior Championship, finishing third in all three of those. However, that doesn't mean he didn't still compete locally and in other races. Those were just some highlights. Let's just say he was very busy honing his racecraft and it didn't go unnoticed, as he was able to step up to single-seater racing in 2011. So he started his single-seater career during the French F4 Championship. For this being his first year, he didn't do too bad, and he ended up coming in third overall, finishing with seven podiums and three wins at Spa, Albi, and Le Cassolet. He later upgraded to a two-liter Formula Renault machinery in 2012, and he joined RACE GP to be in the Formula Renault Euro Cup. Now, here he didn't do too well compared to last year pierre ended up 10th where he had six races that got him points and he only podiumed at spa and the nürburgring now at the same time though he was in the formula renault 2.0 northern european cup and there he started seven times with the race gp 
and he ended up podiuming there at the Nürburgring too. In 2013, Pierre decided it was time for some change. So we saw him join Tech One Racing, where he actually had some better luck. He ended up podium five times, and he won at Moscow, the Hungerring, and Le Castellet. By the final race of the season, he was already 11 points ahead of Oliver Rowland, which actually helped him win the title with a little relaxing for the rest of the races, and he was able to finish in third and sixth place. Now, in 2014, we saw Gasly hop on over to Formula Renault 3.5 series, and he actually entered with the Red Bull Junior Team Development Program, which Arden hired him for. Pierre finished the year as runner-up to fellow Red Bull Junior and one of my favorites, current grid member for Ferrari, Carlos Sainz Jr. Now, Pierre finished the season with eight podiums out of 17 races, so honestly, I would say that change in series was proving to be worth it. We also had Pierre debut in the GP2 series this year, which was seeing him at Monza. We got to watch him replace Tom Dillman, who had double booked himself in another racing series. Now, after this race, Gasly got the chance to help in postseason testing, so I would say he had a really good chance of just showcasing his talent. Now, during those tests I just mentioned, he was working with Doms, or known as D-A-M-S, and they liked him so much that they signed him on. Now, this was a French team hiring a French man, and that does begin to become a little trend for Pierre's career, but you know what? I think that's just showbiz, so... Doms did also contract Alex Lynn, and he was a development driver for Williams F1 team. This season had to be Pierre's most chaotic because while he did have three poles and four podiums, he was just all over the place. He caused a collision in Bahrain, in Spas, and in Yas Marina. Now, the last one was so bad that they had to cancel the next race. While he did end up finishing 8th in the series, his teammate did beat him in 6th place. Which honestly, I don't think that's too bad. But Pierre is a man that could not be contained. And we see him move teams again to Prima Power Team, who was actually just starting out in the series. And he got paired up with Antonio Giovanesi for the 2016 season. By the end of the season, we could all agree that joining Prema was the right move because he ended up finishing the season as the GP2 champion. But listen, no path to F1 is a straightforward path if you haven't noticed that trend in our other driver spotlights. So many have had moments in their racing careers where they have almost touched the podium, the first place spot, the championship, and were left lost by one point or maybe one race. The next moment is one of Pierre's. In 2017, Gasly joined Team Mugen in the Japanese Super Formula. Team Mugen used Red Bull sponsored Hondas in the 2017 Super Formula Championship. Now, Pierre won two races in a row and was on a roll, but due to nature wilding out, we saw Typhoon Lawn with the final race get canceled at Suzuka. Now, Gasly was literally half a point from being champion but ended up taking the title as second in the standings. With moments like this, I really respect the dedication to just go out and do it again next season. But before we saw Pierre find his way onto the Formula 1 grid, he had one last little surprise move that he wanted to try. 
After Sebastian Boemi double booked themselves with the World Endurance Championship, Pierre got the opportunity to race once in the Formula E series. Now, after qualifying 19th to finish his first race in 7th, not a bad move. For the second race, he was so close to podiuming, but like ended up hitting a wall after exiting the final corner because he was battling to just maintain a third place position. He ended up limping across the finish line for fourth. Now, Drea was originally supposed to be on this episode, and she was referencing the Cars movie scene where McQueen is like literally just trying to lug himself across the finish line. And respect, because Pierre really did push for those points. After his little adventure in Formula E, it was time to set his sights on something a little more fun, I think. Formula One. 2017 and 2018 marked his entry into the world of Formula One. He made his debut at the 2017 Malaysian Grand Prix, replacing Daniel Kvyat at Scuderia Toro Rosso, now Alfa Torre. He immediately showcased his speed and adaptability by qualifying in 15th place for his first ever F1 race. Although it might not seem like it from his first race result, he did face challenges in his debut race, including a difficult car at times and, of course, limited experience in the F1 machinery. However, he gradually adapted to the demands of F1, learning from each race and working closely with his team to improve his performance. All this culminated in a standout performance at the 2017 Japanese Grand Prix, where he finished in 13th place. This result highlighted his potential and determination to succeed in the competitive world of F1. The result at Suzuka, among other things, meant that he was able to secure a full-time seat with Scuderia Toro Rosso for the 2018 Formula One season. This marked his first full season in the sport, allowing him to showcase his skills over a consistent period. Throughout 2018, Pierre consistently demonstrated his speed and racecraft. He often battled in the midfield and secured points paying positions in several races. The standout moment of the 2018 season came at the Bahrain Grand Prix. He finished in an impressive fourth place, earning his first ever points in F1. This result not only highlighted his talent, but also showcased Toro Rosso's potential. His ability to consistently finish races and occasionally challenge higher place teams demonstrated his growth as a driver too. He gained valuable experience, fine-tuned his skills in various race conditions. At the end of the 2018 season, Gasly's strong performance earned him a promotion to the senior Red Bull Racing team for the 2019 season, replacing Daniel Ricciardo. So, like Ina mentioned, Gasly was contracted to drive for Red Bull Racing for the 2019 season, partnered with Max Verstappen, following the departure of Daniel Ricciardo to Reynolds. At the German Grand Prix, Gasly retired after colliding with Alex Albon for Rosso in an attempt to overtake for sixth place. 
But let's just mark that Gasly had like a pretty rough season this year and came under increasing pressure at the Hungarian Grand Prix, where he finished six, having been lapped by teammate Max Verstappen. Despite Gasly's poor results, Red Bull team principal Christian Horner and advisor Helmut Marko stated that the team did intend to keep Gasly until the end of the season. But at this stage of the season, Gasly was six in the Drivers' Championship with 63 points. Verstappen, meanwhile, had recorded 181 points, two race wins, five podium finishes, and one pole position, just for reference. Even after they came out with that statement, ahead of the Belgian Grand Prix, Gasly was demoted back to junior team Toroso, with Alex Albon taking his place at Red Bull. Rebel stated that the swap was made in order to make an informed decision as to who will drive alongside Max in 2020. With Horner remarking that we desperately need Gasly releasing like more potential that the car has and failed to do so. During the remainder of the season at Toro Rosso, he was partnered with Danny Caveat and Gasly achieved five point finishes, including ninth place at his first race back with the team at the Belgian Grand Prix. His best result, though, came from the Brazilian Grand Prix, where he qualified in seventh place and took advantage of retirements from Valtteri Bottas and both Ferrari drivers, as well as a collision between Lewis Hamilton and Alex Albon. To finish the race in second place after holding off Hamilton in a straight drag to the finish line. This marked the first podium finish of Gasly's Formula One career. And on his cooldown lap, Gasly remarked over the radio, This is the best day of my life. And he ended the season seventh in the Drivers' Championship with 95 points. And now on to the 2020 season. So Gasly was retained by the team along with Caveat and was rebranded as Scuderia AlphaTauri. Gasly achieved four point finishes in the first seven races of the season with his best result in seventh place at the Austrian and British GPs. At the Italian GP, an early pit stop allowed Gasly to pass several drivers who had to wait for pit lane to open during the safety car procedure, promoting him to third place. As race leader Hamilton entered the pits to serve a penalty and second place driver Lance Stroll lost places at the restart, Gasly inherited the lead of the race and held off the late charging Carlos Sainz Jr., to take his first win in Formula One, becoming the 109th different race winner and the first French driver to win a GP since Oliver Panis' victory at the 1996 Monaco GP, which was 24 years prior. This promoted speculation that Gasly could return to Red Bull as his replacement, Alex Albon, only finished in 15th. Gasly remarked, though, that he was ready to do so, but AlphaTauri team principal Franz Tolst praised Gasly's race, but dismissed the possibility of Gasly's return to Red Bull in the near future. Gasly finished the 2020 season 10th in the Drivers' Championship with 75 points, 32 points ahead of teammate Caveat. 
Gasly was retained by AlphaTauri in 2021, partnered by Japanese rookie Yuki Sonoda. He qualified fifth for the season, opening at the Brain GP, but collided with Daniel Ricciardo and later retired from the race. He then scored points at the following six races, including his third career podium at the um, Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Gasly finished the season ninth in the driver's standings with 110 points of AlphaTauri's overall 142 points, his highest ever points tally in a single season. But he continued the race for AlphaTauri in the 2022 season alongside Yuki Tsunoda. An engine fire, though, caused his retirement from the season opening Bahrain GP. Not a great start to the season. He scored points at the Saudi Arabian and Australian GP, but failed to do so at the following four races, which included retirement from a collision with Lando Norris at the Miami GP. He ended the zero-point streak by finishing fifth at the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, so five more races without points ended up following, including a collision with teammate Sonoda himself. That ended his race at the British GP. Gasly qualified 10th at the Austrian GP, but collided with Lewis Hamilton in the sprint and Sebastian Vettel in the race, which ended up making him finish in 15th because he just had a race, bad race weekend, let's just say that. <laughs> Gasly ended the season 14th in the Drivers' Championship, scoring 23 points to Sonoda's 12. After the Azerbaijan Grand Prix in June, AlphaTauri team principal Franz Tolls confirmed that Gasly actually had been contracted with the team and would remain with them for the 2023 season. But in August and September, information emerged that Alpine was targeting Gasly after Fernando Alonso and Oscar Piastri both left the team. And that Red Bull were willing to release him. So Gasly moved to Alpine for the 2023 season and was officially announced in October. So like I said, Gasly signed a multi-year contract to race for Alpine in 2023, partnering fellow French former karting rival Esteban Ocon, also known as Estibasti. AlphaTauri allowed Gasly to join Alpine for the postseason testing immediately after the 2022 Abu Dhabi GP. So he hoped it would be able to improve on his fourth place finish in the 2022 Constructor Championship standings now that he had moved to another team, Alpine. Um, Gasly and his teammate, though, Esteban Ocon, accidentally drove, like, drove into each other twice and had slipped back into the midfield, leaving the team six in the standings. Outside of racing, we did see like Pierre do a run at the Belgium GP in memory of Antoine Hubert, who died in Spa and ended up inviting memory like members of F2, F3, F1, mechanics, and other people who were involved at the race to pay tribute to Hubert and any other fallen lives that had happened at the track. It was really memorable if we saw like some of the pictures and everything. 1010 recommend. And wish I could do that run with them because that would be super cool just for future if anybody ever listens to this. 
Gasly admits that things have not been easy, but he also reckons that bad luck has played a part in the campaign too, especially in costing Alpine a bunch of points in Melbourne after a second corner collision at one of the red flag restarts. One of many. <laughs> he has had three DNFs so far this season, but has also landed in the points seven out of the 14 races getting third at the Dutch GP, which was the start of maybe a turn for good with him. Should we see some more podiums in the future? I will say one of the recent quotes he said is, I think it's been quite tricky for many different reasons going into the season. And he reflects on that on the first half of the year and looks to bring more like precision and like stuff going into the second half of the season. So Excited to see what that brings. And now on to talk about his life outside of Formula One. Yeah, so off the track, I have noticed that he's a bit of a big football head. Um, and I am talking about European football for the Americans listening, sorry to say. So one of the quotes that I found interesting was, I like to see what like these people do outside of the break. And he said, when I am at home, I play with my friends and I go to the matches of PSG, which is Paris Saint-Germain, to support them as I have a friend who plays for them. So honestly, I get that. If you have a friend that plays for the team, of course, you're going to go wild and just want to attend those matches. And I think it's really fun that he's not just like formula off the track, you know, like get something to do. Get a little mind off the grid. Seems like a cool thing to do. I like it. But anyways, yeah, I think it's fun that he gets to kind of keep up with that. And at least it keeps him active, which if you're an F1, you have to watch your weight anyway. <laughs> Pierre Gasly lives an active and adventurous life outside of Formula One, which is honestly surprising to me. Um, he enjoys engaging in extreme sports such as skydiving, snowboarding, mountain biking, and embraces the adrenaline and thrill that offers. Um, Gasly, I, I, in a sense, is fearless and daring approaching in these activities and reflects that on his racing style on the track. Um, I, for one, will be completely honest with you. I'm surprised that Formula One and or Alpine lets him participate in skydiving because i feel like they would be like very like no no we need you like be safe don't get involved in these activities because don't want to injure yourself but i also find it really cool that he's willing to do that adrenaline and explore different hobbies and everything and one for one as someone who loves adrenaline i'm all for it like you do you bill continue on would love to see if you make this more of a hobby or more of a lifestyle. Honestly, with his daring adventures, I also find it very telling, let's say, that he tries to drag along other F1 drivers, such as his bestie Charles. But he doesn't only love adventures. He also has a passion for traveling and immersing himself in different cultures. He enjoys exploring new destinations, experiencing diverse cuisines, and broadening his horizons, which can often be seen with his photo dumps on Instagram, or most recently with his very cute 
cooking video with his former teammate, Yuki Sonoda. He also often states on Instagram and in interviews that he values spending quality time with his family and maintains a close-knit relationship. I mean, who doesn't remember his Christmas Instagram post with his nieces and nephews that in the caption said, available for babysitting services except from March to December. And now that we've talked about his life outside of F1, let's talk about what we think the rest of the season is going to hold for him. What do we think the 2023 season will bring? Any more highs or any more lows? I don't know what I see for Pierre. I think maybe Alpine could get another podium only because, and I'm saying Alpine, I'm not even saying Pierre, because the team has already done it twice with their drivers. So could be a possibility. I don't see his seat going away anytime soon at Alpine unless he does something crazy. And I think they're pretty happy having like an off French team. So we'll see what happens. But I feel like when we talk about drivers, we're always kind of saying like, oh, this one could be gone soon or this one's contract could be gone. And like Pierre's one of those drivers that I'm like, mm, I'm not even thinking about it. He's just going to be at Alpine for a while. I mean, honestly, I have to agree with Chelsea on this one. While Alpine and Pierre have struggled at the beginning of the season, I f- it feels like since Monaco, they've definitely seen improvements. I mean, each of their drivers podiumed, both been in the points multiple times, and we hadn't seen that many retirements. Hope I didn't jinx it with that one just yet. But yeah. It only goes up from here. Honestly, I think Alpine's done surprisingly well this season compared to previous seasons. So I'm hoping to not jinx it to just say overall, I would like to see Alpine insert themselves as more of a dominant team that they have shown is prevalent this year. I would love to see Gasly on the podium, but overall just would love to see Alpine do better and then next year bring even more potential to the team so that's my hope as I'm not going to jinx it by saying like you need to get so many podiums for the remainder of the year but I hope that the rest of the season brings good things for the team and for both drivers and now on to probably my favorite part of our episode our pre-outro and for this pre-outro I have a driver quote from himself Pierre Gasly. So one quote that will always be thought of when I think of Pierre Gasly is this. The grid is the grind and it is beautiful. No doubt. But man, pop your visor up from time to time and look around. Enjoy what you have. Cherish the people and the love in your life. This is a perfect quote because he's essentially telling you to enjoy the moment and be present while you can. And with that, I just want to say I am glad Gasly is on the grid and hope for many more great quotes in the future. I cannot say enough how much I love our driver spotlight episodes. Did you enjoy today's episode of one of our favorite Frenchmen? Let us know on our socials. Everywhere we are at Pettit Girls Podcast, except Twitter. There you can find us at Pettit Girls Pod. 
And also, don't forget to share, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen, like Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And don't forget, you can even check out episodes on TikTok now. So be sure to follow us there. I actually wanted to take this moment to let the PGP world know that I will be gone for a month and I will miss my girls and the paddock so much. But I will see you all again after Qatar. Thanks so much for joining us in the paddock today. See you next time, Craig. Bye. See you, Craig. Bye, Craig. Bye, Craig. Bye, Craig.